Then with regard to point number 42, then At-Tahawi, rahimahullah, he continues, وَأَنَّهُ خَاتَمُ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ وَإِمَامُ الْأَتْقِيَاءِ وَسَيِّدُ الْمُرْسَلِينَ وَحَبِيبُ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ And he, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he is the last of the Prophets and the Imam, leader of those dutiful to Allah and the noblest of the messengers and the beloved one of the Lord of the whole of creation. Shaykh al-Fawzan said, These are from his attribute." His attributes, alayhi salatu wassalam. Khatimul anbiya, the last or the seal of the prophets. He was the last or the seal of the prophets. And the meaning of khatam, the seal, is the one whom no prophet will come after. The one whom no prophet will come after. And the khitam, the seal of anything, is that which is placed upon it, as a seal upon it, so that nothing can be added to that thing, and nothing can be taken away from it. So Allah sealed the messengerships with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He, the Majestic in His Highness, said, مَا كَانَ مُحَمَّدٌ أَبَا أَحَدٍ مِّن رِجَالِكُمْ وَلَكِنْ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ وَخَاتَمَ النَّبِيِّينَ Surah Al-Ahzab, the 33rd Surah, Ayah 40. With the explanation, And Muhammad is not the father of any of your men, but rather he is the messenger of Allah and the seal of the prophets, the last of the prophets. Shaykh al-Fawzan said, So there is no need for the coming of any prophet after him. Because the Qur'an is present. And the prophetic sunnah is present. And the ulama al-Rabbaniyun, the wise scholars who cultivate the people upon the correct way, are present. Calling the people to Allah and giving clarity to the people. So therefore the religion of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam will remain until the establishment of the last hour. It will not be changed and it will not be abrogated and it will not be altered. Because Allah, the one free of all imperfections, has made it suitable and fitting for every time and every place. Obviously those two phrases go together there. For Islam, until the last hour, Islam will not be changed. It will not be abrogated and it will not be altered. Why? Because Allah has made it, Allah has made the religion of Islam suitable and fitting for every single time and every single place. And right until the last hour. Every time and every place, the Islam that came to that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa came with Islam is suited from then until the last hour 
Islam is suitable for all that time and for every place within that time. Then Shaykh al-Fawzan said, And as for the revealed laws of the previous prophets, then they were temporary for their nations in particular times. And then Allah abrogated those legislated laws from before with other legislated laws suitable for other nations. And that's the case in the past. Each prophet who came before, then they had those which had, who had a system of revealed laws. It was for a particular people in a particular time. And then another one came for a different people at a different time until Islam came. Shaykh al-Fawzan quotes two evidences for, for that from the Qur'an. He said, he quotes the ayah, لِكُلِّنْ جَعَلْنَا مِنْكُمْ شِرْعَةً وَمِنْ هَاجَةً Surah Al-Ma'idah, the fifth surah, ayah 48. With the explanation, for every people from you, we made a set of revealed laws and a clear way to proceed upon. And he quotes Surah Al-Ma'idah, 5th Surah, Ayah 48. He said, And he the Most High said, لِكُلِّ أَجَلٍ كِتَاب Surah Al-Ra'ad, the 13th Surah, Ayah 38. For every, for every revealed book, there is a set time, there is a set time period. Sheikh said, meaning, each book has a set time period in from the books before Sheikh said so the religion of Islam is complete it does not need any messenger after Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the ulama the scholars are the inheritors of the prophets So whoever holds the belief that there will come after Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam any prophet, any nabi, then he is a kafir, he is a disbeliever in Allah, outside the fold of the religion. Let's repeat that, the Shaykh said, anyone who holds the belief that there will come after Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam any prophet, then that person is a disbeliever in Allah outside the religion. And the Prophet ﷺ informed that there were going to come liars falsely claiming prophethood after him. He ﷺ said, سَيَأْتِي بَعْدِي كَذَّابُونَ ثَلَاثُونَ كُلُّهُمْ يَدَّعِي أَنَّهُ نَبِي وَأَنَا خَاتَمُ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ لَا نَبِيَّ بَعَدِيهِ That he, alayhi salatu wasalam, said, There will come after me great liars, thirty great liars, each one of them claiming that he is a prophet. And I am the last of the prophets. There is no prophet after me. This hadith that the Shaykh is quoting here, is a hadith of Thawban radiallahu anhu. And the basis of the hadith is in Sahih Muslim, 
But this full wording is reported by Abu Dawud and at Tirmidhi. Declared Sahih, authentic by Shaykh al-Albani. That Thawban radiallahu an said, Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لا تقوم الساعة حتى تلحق قبائل من أمتي من أمتي بالمشركين وحتى يعبد الأوثان وأنه سيكون في أمتي ثلاثون كذابون كلهم يزعم أنه نبي وأنا خاتم وأنا خاتم وأنا خاتم النبيين لا نبي بعدي from Thawban, who said, Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, said, The last hour will not be established until some tribes of my nation join with the mushriks and until they worship the idols. And there will be in my nation 30 great liars, each one of them claiming that he is a prophet. And I am the seal of the prophets. There is no prophet after me. Then Shaykh al-Fawzan said, So whoever claims prophethood, or has prophethood claimed on his behalf, or, who, or whoever follows them, then all of them are unbelievers, kuffar. So, the Sheikh made three mentioned three categories of people here. Those who claim to be prophets after the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu those who themselves claim to be prophets. Secondly, those who somebody else claims it on their behalf, somebody else claims it for them. And thirdly, whoever follows them upon that. Sheikh said, "Fakulluhum kafara." All of these are unbelievers. And the Muslims have fought, have fought against them and have declared them to be unbelievers. And the last of those who claimed prophethood in this present time was that, that Pakistani Qadiani, the one who claimed prophethood, or rather the one whose followers, the Qadianis, claimed that he was a prophet. And these people, the Qadianis, they are called the Ahmadis as an ascription to his name because this, the name of this individual was Ahmad al-Qadiani. And the scholars declared him to be an unbeliever, a kafir. And they repelled him from the lands of Islam. And they declared his followers to be unbelievers. Since this is a denial of Allah and of his messenger. I mean, this is a claim that what Allah, the Most High said, is not true. That when Allah described the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as being Khatam al-Nabiyyin, that that's not true. When Allah said he was the last of the Prophets, they said there's a Prophet after him. And when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself said that he was the last of the Prophets, they say no, there's a Prophet after him. So as the Sheikh said, so this, this is a, a denial of Allah and of his messenger. And their being unbelievers is by ijma' consensus of the Muslims. No one disagrees about this. Nobody disagreed about that, about the Qadianis being unbelievers. 
Then he said, So it is essential that the Muslim believes that he, alayhi salatu wassalam, is the last of the prophets and messengers. And he is Imam al-Atqiya, he is the Imam, the leader of those having taqwa. He is the Imam of those dutiful to Allah. Meaning that he is the single example to be followed for those who are obedient and dutiful to Allah. Those who have taqwa to Allah, the mighty and majestic. He is their example, their sole example. لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرِ Surah Al-Ahzab, the 33rd Surah, Ayah 21, with the explanation, there is indeed a fine example for you in Allah's Messenger. For one, for, for whoever has hope in Allah and in the last day. Then the Shaykh said, And as for others besides the Prophet ﷺ, then such a person, anyone besides the Prophet ﷺ, he is only to be followed if he himself is following the Prophet ﷺ. And as for a person who contradicts the Messenger ﷺ, then it's not permissible to follow him. He quotes the ayah. قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَأْتَبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهَ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Surah Ali Imran, the third surah, ayah 31. With the explanation, say, if you truly love Allah, then follow me. In the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was told to say to the people, say, if you truly love Allah, then follow me. Then Allah will love you. And forgive you your sins. Sheikh said, So there is no way towards Allah except by following the Messenger and proceeding upon his way. Then he said, And as for the term Wasayyidul Mursaleen, and he is the noblest of the messengers. The phrase that Tahawi mentions here. That the Prophet ﷺ is Sayyidul Mursaleen, the noblest of the messengers. He said, that is, that is him, alayhi salatu wassalam. He is the Sayyidu Waladi Adam. He is the noblest of the sons of Adam. Just as he, alayhi salatu wassalam, said about himself, Ana Sayyidu Waladi Adam, wala fakhr, wala fakhr. That the Prophet ﷺ said, I am the noblest of the sons of Adam. And that is not boasting. I'm not saying it as a boast. This hadith, as I mentioned, is reported by Tirmidhi. From, and it's from a hadith of Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, radiallahu an. Declared sahih, authentic by Shaykh al-Albani. Shaykh al-Fawzan said, by this statement, I am the noblest of the sons of Adam, and this is not a boast. The Sheikh said, he informed his nation of that as part of giving thanks to Allah, the mighty and majestic. As part of shukr. I mean, the Prophet, as the Prophet himself said, this is not, I'm not, not saying it to boast. Sheikh Fawzan said, rather he said it as a part of giving thanks to Allah for that. 
and also so that the Ummah, the nation, should give thanks to their Lord, the mighty and majestic, for this favour. That he made its messenger the best of the messengers, the noblest of the messengers. And it's a favour upon us that we should thank Allah for. And he said, Sheikh Fawzan said, and the word Sayyid means al-muqaddim wal-imam. The noblest here, it means the foremost one and the leader. So he is the best of the messengers, alayhi salatu wasalam. And he is their imam, their leader. And he is at the head of them. And then Shaykh Fawzan makes a final point with regard to the last point in the, in the heading, in the text. Wahhabibu, Wahhabibu Rabbil Alameen. And he is the beloved one of the Lord of the whole of creation. Shaykh Fawzan said this term, Habibu Rabbil Alameen, the, the beloved one of the Lord of the creation. This term, Habib, here, is a term which has a point of criticism against it. Because it is not sufficient. It's not sufficient to say, he said, his saying, Habib, that the Messenger وسلم, is the beloved one, is not sufficient. Rather, he is the Khalil. It should be said, he is Khalil, Khalil Rabbil Alameen. He is the especially close beloved one of the Lord of the creation. And Al Khulla is more excellent than just Al Muhabba, love. So Shaykh said this term we shouldn't for the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam we shouldn't love the, we shouldn't use this general term here for him, Habib. He's just a Habib, just one whom Allah loves. Rather we should use the term he is the Khalil of Allah, the especially beloved, especially close beloved one of Allah. That's the term we use for the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He's the Khalilu Rabbil Alameen. Because he said Khulla is more excellent than just Mahabba, love. Then he said, because Al-Mahabba, love, is of levels. And the highest of its levels is Al-Khulla, which is the purest love. And no one has, no one attained this level except for two men from the creation. Ibrahim, alayhi salatu wasalam, and our Prophet, alayhi salatu wasalam. I mean, this level of a special, that they are, they are a khalil, especially close beloved one of Allah, only two people were that. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and Ibrahim alayhi salam. Then the shaykh gives the evidence for this. He said, he quotes the ayah, وَاتَّخَذَ اللَّهُ إِبْرَاهِيمَ خَلِيلًا Surah Al-Nisa, the fourth surah, ayah 125. And Allah took, with the explanation, and Allah took Ibrahim as a Khalil, as an especially close beloved one. He said, and likewise our Prophet, alayhi salatu wasalam, because he himself informed about that saying, إِنَّ اللَّهَ اتَّخَذَنِي خَلِيلًا كَمَا اتَّخَذَ إِبْرَاهِيمَ خَلِيلًا that The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasalam himself, himself said about himself, Allah took me as an especially close beloved one just as he took Ibrahim as a Khalil, especially close beloved one. The hadith is reported by Muslim.
And it's a hadith of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu an, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, if I were to take a specially beloved friend from the people of the earth, I would have taken Ibn Abi Quhafa, Ibn Abi Quhafa meaning Abu Bakr radiallahu an, as an especially close beloved friend. However, your companion, your companion meaning himself, is the Khalil of Allah. I am the especially close beloved one of Allah. Quoted by Muslim. Then Shaykh Fawzan finishes this by saying, so it should not be said about him that he is Habibullah, a beloved one of Allah. Because this term is suitable for every believer. And there is nothing special for the for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in it. Every believer can be said to be one who is beloved to Allah, who is a Habib of Allah. Every believer is Habib to, to Allah. But as for being Khalil, Khulla, then no one shares with him in that. From this Ummah, no one shares with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in being a Khalil of Allah, especially beloved one of Allah. Only two men were Khalil, Ibrahim and Muhammad. Then as a final point, there's a narration that Shaykh al-Albani points out is weak in his notes to At-Tahawiyah. Somebody might raise an objection and say, what about this hadith here? But there's a hadith of Ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhumah, and in it, it's quoted that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa himself said, Allah wa ana habibullah wa la fakhr. That I am the habib of Allah, I am the beloved one of Allah, and that's not boasting. So if they say, what about that narration? Then Shaykh al-Albani mentioned, rahimahullah, this narration is da'if, weak, not authentic. It's weak because it's got the narrator, Zam'a ibn Salih, and also the narrator, Salama ibn Wahram. Ibn Wahram. So this is a weak, unauthentic narration. And then just very quickly, because the next point is very, is very short, point number 43. وَكُلُّ دَعْوَ النُّبُوَّةِ بَعَدَهُ فَغَيٌّ وَهَوَىٰ And every claim to prophethood after him is erroneous, and baseless desires. <coughs> Sheikh Al-Fawzan said, the meaning of this, or rather this has preceded in the meaning of his being the seal and last of the prophets. So therefore, every claim to prophethood after him is futile and is unbelief. Since there will not come any prophet after our prophet alayhi salatu wassalam. And as for Isa alayhi salatu wassalam, when he descends at the end of time, then it will not be upon the basis that he is a prophet and a messenger, nor upon the basis that he is coming with a new revealed law. Rather, he will come upon the basis that he is a mujaddid, a reviver. For the religion of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam On the basis That he is one following the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And he will judge With the Islamic Sharia He'll judge with the Islamic laws Walhamdulillah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam